Oxfit Nation. Welcome back. Just got a little special episode for you today. It's me and Killshot Luke from Killshot Media. We got no guests today. Uh, we're just hanging out. And uh, during this Thanksgiving season, we just took a moment just to be thankful and think about the lessons we've learned from this pandemic and just how much we appreciate each and every one of the members at Oxfit. And we just want to say thank you. You hear it in the episode, we just want to say it again. If you need anything, if there's ever any way we can help, you've helped me, my wife, and my new son get through this crazy time and uh, never forget it. So I just want to say thank you. Enjoy the episode. Happy Thanksgiving. This camera's gorgeous, though. It is beautiful. Yeah. It looks great. It does. It's like a souped-up version of my old one. Yeah, it was a good buy, that. Except I'm just irritated with the freaking uh, the audio. I just got to go. I, I Didn't mean, you nail it, though? We got it working, but it's oh, not. Oh, it's not. No, it's, it. not, it's okay. not perfect. It's like, just what good I, enough. When I tell you how I had it on yep. the last set. Oh, yeah. Like, how did on you not set, it was write it perfect. down or something? Dude. I messed with it because I needed to get both. And then you're like, I got it, and you were like, let's go. And well, instead well, of being like, how did so, I do that? It was so easy. It seemed so easy to switch it over. <laughs> and now I can't figure out how to switch it back. The amount of times, we, how much time have we spent with you doing that on how multiple cameras? I, I don't know. It makes me think like I did something wrong in the other camera now. Yeah, maybe. Because I felt like we were having the same problem. And yeah, we ha- and exactly the same problem. We know it worked. We did it for the one video. That's right. So it's like, yeah, me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever. All right. Anyway. Here we are. Cheers. Cheers, Wait, man. What is oh. that? Empty glass. Not cheersing with an empty glass. Okay, now. Which one? What did I get last time? Uh, five years. <clears throat> Little Haitian rum. Ooh. Henry bought me that. Henry and Ryan. Little Leo. Wet the baby's head with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to wet the Baptize baby's him. head. Dude. Baptize Leo in the... First, first podcast with the baby. Wow. First, Got a lot to talk about. First solo podcast. No guests. Solo, no guests. Yeah. The best so, way to do it. Let's... Uh, what, what, what episode would this be? Episode five. Mm. Um, first episode as a dad. Um, let's... I mean, we usually talking and just shooting the shit, but like, I think it's a good time, episode five. Is it episode five? Yeah. yeah. Trip yeah. was four. To like introduce you a little bit. Oh, really? Don't you? Well, I, I, I mean, I thought we were going to talk about L- Lil Leo a little I bit. I think we introduce you first. Wow. Especially since it's me and you, first one without a guest. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, All right. We just kind of popped up and started making episodes. Let's go. We're going to go back. The reason the these episodes exist are because of you, Killshot Media. Yeah. Lucas Hicks. Um, Killshot Media is pretty new, right? It I is. Mean, how long has Killshot Media been in existence now? Um, not even a year. Not even a year. So, so it used to be Lucas X video and photography mm-hmm. or something like that? Nope. How long have you been at Oxford? So, um, so me, and, me and Elise, my wife, um, Give me that. We uh, we started um, right after we got married. My wife was really into um, wanting to join uh, a gym together. Ah, oh, shoot! I should have done that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's interesting because when. When she initially said CrossFit, the first thing that came to my mind was like, no, they don't bench press. <laughs> like, you know me. Yep. You know me. I'm still that guy to a, to a degree. Just a, a, a new and improved version of it. I remember the guy that walked in the gym. Yeah. Uh, in fact, my very first workout, um, I'm sure you remember, uh, I was wearing these yellow running shoes. Yeah. And... Um, dad bod and uh, I was trying to do pull-ups and obviously I didn't know how to do a kipping pull-up so aunt goes and gets me a box and I finished the workout doing jumping pull-ups jumping pull-ups yeah this guy walked in with uh, 
a little bit of an ego, right? I mean, you like to work out. You yeah. like to go to well, I'm, I'm, LA know, Fitness or whatever and I'm, I'm strong, do your bench press. Right? Strong, strong so, shoulders. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you had like Soconi shoes. Is that the name of it? Something like that? What's the name of no, them they shoes? No, they were Nikes. Were they Nikes? They were Nike, okay. Nike free running. Like, yeah. if, if I squatted in those, I was going to twist my ankle because mm-hmm. they're so soft at the top. Um, and yeah, I remember. Hey man, don't worry about this. Is your first time in? I think I remember saying. Yeah. Don't worry about what happens today. Like, let's just get through this just, workout. Scale yeah. it the right way. I got this pull-ups. Yep. It was a lot of pull-ups. It was a lot of pull-ups. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I have this thing where I was like, dude, I look around and I'm, I like look at everybody in the gym, especially yep. Stu. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you Let's look over Stu again every time. <laughs> You look at Stu and you go, if he can do this workout, I can do some pull-ups. Not knowing that he's a beast. Not knowing that he's about to wipe you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and so that, that's initially where I started was I walked into the gym. And I think like most natural guys that work out and come into CrossFit, you automatically just think because... I work out because I have a history of, of moving some weight that you're going to be able to just jump in with everyone else and be able to all of a sudden be able to compete. And in some ways, I think there was part of me that almost like wanted to show to show that like I don't even do CrossFit, but if I did, I would be really good at it. Mm. And I'm going to come in and, and kind of show like, yo... Dude, I don't even yeah. do this thing, but but kind of you know. credit credit to you though, because like a lot of people that think like that and act like that usually when they when it doesn't go well would say like ah well I don't want to do them stupid kip and pull ups or I don't want to do that workout anyway you know what I mean and like yeah. make an excuse and kind of never come back I've That's seen right. it quite a lot absolutely you know like well it's not for me well I mean I, I'm sure this with you I didn't want it mm-hmm. um, yeah to be quite. To be quite honest with you, I think what brought us back was the culture, not me wanting to do CrossFit. Yep. In fact, I was still going to the gym and doing some bench press and some some stuff outside of doing CrossFit stuff. But um, very quickly did I realize that's like I would do a CrossFit workout and be exhausted, and I was like, I don't want to go to the gym, or I would go to the gym and be or and think. I got CrossFit coming up. Uh, or I, I, all of a sudden, CrossFit started becoming, or I should say Oxfit, started becoming something I was looking forward to during the day. And I was planning my days around the times that I was working out. And so what's interesting, though, is like when I first started, um, I remember even talking to you, and I was trying to RX everything right in the very beginning. Yeah. And you said something that, that was really impactful to me. You said, hey, when you can beat my time at a lighter weight, start RXing the workout. And I think for the first, like, eight to ten months of me doing CrossFit, even though I was like, I could pick up that, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do a 35-pound kettlebell and set up a 53. Right. And I'm going to do a 14-pound wall ball and set up a 20. Yeah. And instead of doing 135 on the bar, I'm going to do 95 on the bar. Yeah. And I started getting better and yeah. stronger. And, I mean, anyone that goes to our gym knows that, you know. Well, if you um, bring an ego in, what happens is you do the workout, and the workout was supposed to be finished in 10 minutes with the RX weight, and instead it takes you 25 minutes, yeah. right? Or you can't complete all the reps, or you get it, you get hurt, or something like that. You know what I mean? But if you... if the advice I like to give to a lot of people is like, not necessarily my time, but look at like other people in the gym that do RX that set a high time. When you can match that time with a lower scale, then you should start going up because you got to build that baseline of fitness first. You got to build that metabolic conditioning first before you add to it, you know? And the way that like yeah. you get taught when you go to even CrossFit level one seminars, which is where most people start, is you have to get the foundations before you had intensity. And intensity doesn't mean faster. Intensity could be a weight, right? Intensity could be. So, like, you've got to be able to do it with the right form. Then you've got to be consistent. The, only then do you add the intensity. Mm-hmm. And most people try and add intensity first. Yeah. So then you see bad squats. You see bad deadlifts. You see bad push press. You see bad pull-ups. 
But if you get the movement, then you have it consistent every single time. Now sprinkle in the intensity, and now you've got something. Now you become an well, athlete. Exactly, you know? and I think that um, it's hard to do that, right? Mm. It's really hard to do Pro that hard. because because immediately, like the problem that I had when I first started coming to the gym is that um, I guess I felt embarrassed in some ways that I was putting it's lighter just, it's weight. It's just bringing in an ego, and right? It, and, 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 it, and it really was because what I learned is that. Um, for me, I mean, Wednesday, you know, we had a, a, a workout that was overhead lunges, box jumps, and runs. And I said, look, like, I want to get stronger, so I'm going to keep the weight, but I need to scale this run because I need to finish this workout. I really yeah. want to finish it. And I know that, that the intensity, um, I'm, I don't think today um, I'm going to be able to finish if I RX it. And I scaled it perfect. I got it in, you know, 23 minutes, like 30 and seconds. And two years, two years, three Dude. years? How, how long? Two years in now? Beginning of 2018. So coming up on three years. Wow. Yeah. God, time flies. Yep. It's amazing. So that was three years Three years ago. ago. But in some ways it feels like yesterday. It I mean, really it feels like does yesterday. feel like yesterday. But then in some but ways But isn't it amazing how it this, this speaks to everything that's the thing that I love about fitness. It's the thing I love about what we do in the gym is that it speaks to everything in terms of your career, being a parent, business. It's the same way, right? You can't just add an intensity or add in weight. You, I think a, best, a good way to see it is seeing it as weight. Like you can't add that much weight to a business before you're ready for it. That's right. Because you've got to have the foundations. Mm -hmm. Then you've got to be consistent in what you do, and then you can only add the weight at the end. That's but right. But if you try and sprinkle in, imagine if you tried to have 25 new clients right now. Yeah. You're not ready for it, right? No you're not way. ready for that weight. You're I, physically I, not ready for I it. I literally wouldn't even know. I mean, I was talking with someone about this today. It's like, I'm in a growth phase right now with my business, and, and my business is doing really well. You know, making my business is making more money um, now. I mean... I'm, I will make more money this year than I did last year. And last year, I had a schedule full of weddings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so for me to be able to switch completely pivot, yeah. completely pivot, and then in the first year make more money than I did last year right. is incredible. But at the same time, if all well, of a sudden... you can't just jump to making movies. Absolutely not. It's not how it works, no. right? You no. can't just be like... like now I want to go to the CrossFit Games. Now I want to do... Like, you can't jump them levels. You've got to build to them. You and have to. Be so patient with it. That's right. And, and, and I think my biggest piece of advice is like... Stop thinking about what everybody else is thinking about you because nobody is thinking that. Mm. There's not one person that I look at in the gym that has less weight and I think about them... And go. Yeah, it's great advice. You know, yeah, it's I've great never, advice. Literally, never isn't once there, thought about. Isn't there that. a good quote that says like, "If you realized how little other people thought of you, you'd stop worrying." Because <laughs> most people are just in their own. They're in their own. They've got their own problems. They've got their own shit to worry about, right? And if anything's taught us that in 2020, it's that when you become really isolated from people, you can really start thinking about yourself more than anything. And that's when you start getting really, for me personally, getting really down and like having no aim and like, why am I doing this stuff for, you know, yeah. when you're alone and you're not around people. Like it's good. You got to be really careful in 2020 with social isolation and like people staying at home that you don't start thinking you're really important. Mm -hmm. I've never made a new friend by being able to clean and jerk 225. Right. No one's came up to me and been like, Wow, that's a great clean and jerk. Do you, yeah. I think you're a great person now. Let's be friends. Yeah. It's never once happened. Yeah. But what has happened is me coming in and having a really fun time in class and us joking and laughing and having you know, a healthy environment where we're all able to work out hard and encourage one another. And then I leave. I've made friends that way. Yeah. No one's ever looked at anyone. I can't. I mean, our gym's just not like that. Nobody. 
no, I, I don't really, I feel like everyone just wants everyone to do their best. Yeah. No, one, no one wants anyone, no one cares if anyone, you know, is doing a certain amount of weight or not. It's not like it makes them a higher level individual because all of a sudden they can lift a lot. And here's the thing, there are gems that are like that. There are gems where like there's know. there's a, a clicky kind of group mm. to it, and the clicky group is the people that are ex, XL athletes. Right. And these athletes all. I think have that's this the thing that we talk about too, though, is the way that we you know take interns, the way that we take coaches, is not about who's the best athlete, right? That's never been how we've decided on someone as a coach. Sometimes we've had some of the best athletes ask if they could join the internship, and I've been like. The yeah. way you act and the way you behave doesn't describe an Oxford coach to that's me right, right now. I can help you get there if that's what you want to become, but it's not about that. It's about the kind of person that you are, the, the way you show up every day, healthy, happy, harder to kill. Them three things. Not best athlete in the gym. That's not in them things. It's, is this a healthy, happy, harder to kill podcast? Mm -hmm. There's a reason it's named that, you know? And never before, as we sit here now in what, what is it, October... Middle of October. Middle of October. The middle of October. Got a five-week-old baby here. Yeah. You know. Lauren's on maternity leave. I'm coaching more than ever before. You know, I'm in the gyms. I'm doing new, meeting new people again. I'm back, like, fully immersed in the gym. Oxwork sadly closed because yeah. of the pandemic, and it wasn't successful enough to make it through. You know, it's not the pandemic's fault. It's my fault that it wasn't successful enough. Um, but I've never been more grateful for Oxfit. Yeah. And not, I'm not saying that to be like, I've built something and it's something that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for it as an athlete, as having the place to go every day, having that group of people when I walk in, be that way and, and care. The, this last, what has it been, seven months, March? April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Eight months. This last eight months has been the most uncertain time of my life. It's been the most worrying time to not know where food's going to come from, to not know if we can keep this house, to not know if we're going to survive because we opened a business, another gym, one month before they had to be closed down. And it's, I'm the most grateful that I've ever been. Because we've had a fight, we have just had a baby, and our room is has a crib in it. It has all the changing stuff we need. It has a closet full of clothes for the baby. We have meals delivered to our house Monday, Wednesday, Friday from people in the gym. Like I know, no matter what happens, that we have a community of people, and not even a community of people. You know, it's such a buzzword. We got a fucking family of people. Yeah. A family of people in a country that I'm an immigrant in, in a place that we have no blood relatives in, God, what, thousands of miles of here, right? New, Rochester, New York is the closest blood relative we have in this country. And during a pandemic, these people have kept our livelihood for us. They've provided us with everything for our baby that we didn't have to buy anything for Leo. Yeah. Because of this amazing fucking mm. group of people. And I'm very, very proud that we have a place like that. And I know over the past five years, I've fucked a lot of things up. I've not I've had to grow into trying to lead this business from just wanting to be a gym owner. I've not been the best person to work for sometimes. I've not been the best coach in the gym. I've not been the best, a lot of things, but the only way you grow and the only way you get better is from fucking it up, right? So I know I've gone through a big growth phase, but I'm so fucking grateful that this happened. Yeah. To be able to step back step a long way back, step three years back in terms of business growth and see what really is important. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the, the fact that me and you get to do this is something that I'm grateful for. You instantly when the pandemic hit said, 
and it's been three, two years together. We've been working together for two years. I got you on any videos you need. Mm -hmm. And still, the amount of content we produced in the pandemic, dude, like I will never forget what you did. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Mm. What you did for us and how you just went, don't you dare charge me. Like, this is it. I'm, I'm in. Mm. And like, dude, I don't, I don't know how to thank everybody that stayed with us during the pandemic. Mm. I don't know how to thank you. I don't know. The only way I know how to thank people is to keep making Oxfit better every day. That's right. I, can't, I, I could write letters and write notes and no, give dude. gifts, but no. the only gift I know is to show up every day, get up at 6 a.m., and go and make it better and paint a wall on a weekend and try and get more grants and more loans to get more equipment. and try. The only way I know is to make it better. Yeah, I think that's what they want. Because it's like, you know, it's, you, you know, your dream is to create something that's going to better people's lives. So the fact that like people see, hey, I am not just investing into Oxfit, I'm investing into a passion and a dream that's bigger than myself and believing in that because Oxfit is bigger than you, it's bigger than my videos, it's bigger than just getting a good workout in. People genuinely, I mean I heard people talking about it today, um, you know, out in the parking lot. Um, I was having a conversation with someone new that was coming in to visit the gym and they were just like, yeah, we, we love coming here. They, they said it's, it's the best part of our day just because we get to see all of our friends and work out and laugh and, and yeah, I mean, it just, it makes my, my days better. And I was just like, it's why I come to you. It's why I come. So, so the thing yeah. is, is it's like, that's not, that's not something um, that, it's like what we were talking about in the kitchen, right? that the best things in life are free, right? Now, beyond the workout and the, you know, obviously coming in and having a service of working out, what is really Oxfit all about? It's about the in-betweens of those workouts. It's about the community that builds. It's about me now making a new friend and going out to have dinner. And it's mm. about... Um, you know, all of a sudden, hey, I'm having a new baby, people delivering food to your house, and it's about um, having to go eat, you know, on uh, um, a tasty Thursday, and seeing all of your friends and laughing, and Halloween parties, and yeah. all of these things. It's the relationship building aspect that you're really investing in. It's not just a workout. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, the people that come in, and, I mean, if you just come into the gym, you're probably not going to watch this podcast anyways. Right. Yeah. So I don't mind saying this. But realistically, the people that just come in and work out are the ones that usually end up leaving the gym. Yeah, when Is, something like this would happen, that's right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, because ultimately, people that are really invested in the community aspect and the family aspect that you're talking about is something that is so good and it tastes so good that all you want is more of it. Mm. So, you, so how can you walk away from something that's been so good and so positive in your life? You can't. You just want to continue to come yeah. back. Yeah. And so it's like facilitating that atmosphere is really what Oxfit's all about. And that's what draw, drew me and my wife in. And that's what caused us to, to really believe in the vision of Oxfit and wanting to be a part of it. Yeah, it's been such a... Cause you know, you can get so caught up in redefining success so many different ways, right? Like how much money you can make or how many members do you have? How many, you know, like what's the equipment like? Does another gym have better equipment? And then you just start to realize it's not that, right? It's about just do people really care? Do you really care? Can, can do I you show yeah. up every day? Like every day I show up now and I know that how lucky we are to just be in business. I show up and I'm invested fully in, in it, you know? And it's like, everybody here is fully invested in you. If you need anything, look, they're there for you. If oh. they need anything, hopefully they know you're here for them. Well, I mean, 
there's not there's not a member in the gym right now for you I'm sure that if they were in need that you wouldn't reach out and help them mm. right 100% and, and so 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 you look at it and and like that's what I'm saying is that friendship community these growth aspects that that truly cause us to enjoy a place because you know I saw a really funny uh, meme the other day that um, that said um, $15 a month come in stay as long as you want work out with whatever equipment you want do whatever workout you want listen to whatever music you want yeah. and it says CrossFit 200 bucks a month you're listening to my music yeah. you don't you know uh, I'm gonna yell at you if you don't do this yeah, and, and yeah. all this it says yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go this route and, and 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 the reason why is because people know that it's way bigger than the workout mm. The workout is a piece of the pie yeah. that is bringing the that's bringing me to this gym, um, and the real reason why I'm coming is because it's the best part of my day. Because mm. I'm laughing, I'm having a good time, um, I'm acting silly in class, where I'm able to to yell at people as names. You know, they're yelling back at me, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm walking out to the car and then we go, hey, do uh, you want to grab, grab dinner Friday? Yeah. And if you've never done that to someone in the gym, you should try it because it's awesome mm. um, to just get to know someone outside of the gym. Because ultimately, I mean, I look at our friend groups and it's like, we're going to a pumpkin bash with Chris and Arena, yep. you know, grabbing dinner with Trip and JoJo. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I think that's the thing that I really realized during the pandemic when we would deep in it and we were fully locked down and you couldn't really see anybody was that how much energy I got from other people you know how much when I was just on my own in the house even through video it wasn't the same right it wasn't the same connections it was and it, I really just was like I couldn't get up at 6am anymore yeah. I couldn't work until 7pm anymore I was just pretty much just drinking and like jumping on a zoom and then going back to just laying on the couch watching bullshit yeah, on Netflix 100%. and just doing nothing and then as soon as we got back out I was so grateful for being able to coach a class and so grateful for somebody walking in even though we were six feet apart I got that fucking rush of being around people and it wasn't That's about right. me anymore and when you start to realize like the more you stop making life about you and what you're gonna get from something the bigger it gets right you come in and the bigger, it, it just becomes so much bigger and so much greater and so much. That's what I'm saying. And like, and that's essentially like what I was saying is that like, it's the in-betweens of the workout. Yeah. The workout is a piece of that pie. Yeah. Right? Because ultimately, realistically, we could stay, I mean, you could literally, if you, if you really wanted to, you could go to CrossFit.com, get the workout of the day, do it at home. Yeah. I mean, I could literally go and buy a barbell with mm -hmm. some weights, go in my front yard, yeah. knock, a, knock a wad out, and then go inside. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's amazing there, ways to work out like that. I'm of sure, course. Especially in 2020, right? I'm sure there's so many ways. And when people originally were like, are you worried that gyms are not going to come back? Are you worried that people are going to stay? And I was like, not for a second. Not people like me. Because the energy that I get from being around people and the way it brings me back to life, it just, it just can't be replicated. That's right? what I'm saying, mate, is that like, there's something special about being in a room with loud music, with people of like-mindedness pushing you and encouraging you and shouting at you, and we're all doing the same workout. There's no judgment. No one cares if you're moving slower or faster. Um, and at the end, you're all laying on your backs and you go around and you just pound them. It's like mm -hmm. there's already this commonality yeah. that you, of, of respect that, you, that everyone has for yeah. everyone in that room. And that's what I'm saying is like... And that's where we're at now, though, is like we're, we're very much still survival mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it's wake up every day and try not to worry about that. Try and just go in and just make the gym better, do your best grow it the way it'll grow if it if it can
can grow and just be grateful every day that you get to do it one more day. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to look what's going to happen next year. I'm not trying to look too far ahead of like, can we go here? I'm just like, day to day, try and make it 1% better. And I think it brought me back to that perspective of like, that's what you do as an athlete when you come in here. Right. Today just had five more pounds. Mm-hmm. Today just had a two and a half. Today just move 10 seconds a little bit Just faster. try and go a little bit quicker. A little bit faster. And if I can keep that mentality, then hopefully six months time, we'll be in a good spot, right? And ox work was in a very, it, it was surviving. But the way that ox work needed to grow, the way that it, the, the thing that it needed to become was no longer mine and Katie's vision for what we wanted mm-hmm. to create anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So if during this pandemic, somebody said to me, you have to go 100% online, for me, Oxfit would be gone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a thing where you can say, well, you'd be giving up and losing your business. I would have to give up because every day it wouldn't bring me the same level of joy when I, when I logged on the computer, right? Yeah. Because it's them looking in people's eyes well, when they why, get a PR. That's why we, we get to go to Grant Park and be yeah. like, all right, work out in the park. Yeah, Can't it, be we'd have to be anymore. outside. We'd have to we'd, be outside we'd bring somewhere. bring dumbbells yeah. every day. Or if somebody said you to know. me, the only way this is going to survive is if it becomes a Globo gym and people come when they want, they have 24-7 access, they don't really see a coach. Yeah. I can't do it. That's more realistic. I'm right? out. Like, you know? And that's where we ended up with the workspace was it had to become just a workspace, right? To be a successful business model in this pandemic. And the reason we even started Oxwork in the first place is because we wanted to replicate what we have in the gym for business owners. Right. And we were getting very close and we just ran out of time, you know? Yeah, well, absolutely. But if, if we had to do something like that with the gym, that'd be the end for me. I'd yeah. be out It'd and be I'd have to go and to try it. something else because right. it is them connections. Well, kinda, it is the, the fact same. that no one, there's companies now that are doing really well during the pandemic, right? Because people need this equipment. They need to be from home. They might be able to jump on this thing during their lunch break and get a good class with someone that is teaching online. And that's great. But can they call that person at two o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, I need you? Does that person know if they're having a baby? Does that person know if their partner's sick? Mm-hmm. Does that person, are they going to come and deliver you some chocolates and some flowers and make sure you're okay? No. Yeah. That's what we're about. You know what I mean? And that's exactly. so much more than a computer screen can do. I mean, like, realistically, like, I don't know why I'm thinking of the movie I Am Legend. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. There's this, like, scene in it um, where Will Smith is, like, screaming at this doll, Mm -hmm. this, like, mannequin. He set up mannequins all around the city. And I think that the reason that resonates so much with people and then um, is because he was craving human connection so much and so that he said I have to just create mannequins and make make this up in my mind give them that I'm names having give them names and and uh, you know he was yeah. walking in the, the the DVD store and he like puts it back and like saying hey to all of his friends in there uh-huh. and stuff and there's something about us that even though it's not like a rule that you know that, but but deep down we know that we need human interaction. Mm-hmm. We know that we need to be around other people, and we need to talk, and we need to to be face to face with people. Yeah. And and I think that that's why. And that's that, again, I go back to it. That's what's free, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All, all CrossFits, all that you guys are doing is curating that environment and creating that space and creating the atmosphere for those types of people that want that to come together with a common goal in mind and you're providing that for them. Well, I think the reason that I just even wanted to sit down with you now 
where we're at and what we've been doing and, and where we've got to, I'm proud that we're still around, number one. Mm. But not only am I proud, I'm just so grateful for you. Mm. I'm grateful for Katie, who has been working her ass off. I'm grateful for every single one of the coaches that show up every day. Most of them have other jobs, so they've been volunteering That's a lot right. of the time to keep this gym alive. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and then every member that just kept paying on top of that, gave us something for our baby, on top of that, deliver fucking food to our house. Like, and just thank you. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that it's something that I will never forget. And I want to make sure it comes from my mouth, but also I want to show it in my actions, right? So yeah. like, the only way I know how to do that is that I'm not going to quit on this gym. Yeah. I'm not going to give up. They, they will literally have uh. to kick us out of the fucking building. Yeah. They will literally have to lock the doors and shut us down before it will be over because of how much right. this group of people mean, you know? Right. And I'm not going to talk too much about that because I'm going to show that, right? And I'm going to show that by showing up every day and trying to make it 1% better because that's all I know what to do. And that's the, what I expect from athletes when they show up is to try and get 1% better. That's what, when me and you have been working together this past two years on your business, every time I meet with you, I just want to know how it's 1% better, right? Yeah. I just want to know what you're doing to make that's it right. better. And not focusing on the money, not focusing on the clients. How are you getting better this week, Lucas? How's the yeah. business got better? Are you investing in new cameras? Are you investing in new technology? Are you just improving yourself as a, as a person? And I think the more time you can spend around them people, man, because that's who we have as the coaches. That's who we have you creating videos for us. It's just, I'm just so thankful to be where we are now. And I don't know if in the next six months we'll still be making podcasts for Oxford, but I hope we are. And I'm going to work my ass off to try and make sure we are. Right. But there's a lot of things out of your control, right? And so it's just be grateful show up tomorrow, set that fucking alarm, Mm -hmm. get up and make it happen. So we'll see. So I was just rambling at the end. Mm, I love it, dude. Never been to Mexico. (laughs) Don't even know why I said Mexico. Dude, I was watching Moneyball today. Oh, (laughs) I was watching Moneyball today. If you haven't seen Moneyball, please. It just came out on Netflix and it's one of my favorite movies. And Jonah Hill's in it, right? And he's the stats guy. And instantly, when Billy Bean meets this Jonah Hill, he knows he's special. He knows he's one of them, like, 1% hard-working motherfuckers. You know what I mean? He knows it. And he said, I asked you to do four scouting reports. He's like, yeah. He's like, how many did you do? And he hands him this buckler. And he goes, 47. And he's like, hmm. Read into it. him to do four, and he did 47. Hmm. Reading for it. And then Jonah Hill goes... <laughs> I actually did 51. I don't know why I said 47. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was laughing for so long. Because it's like, the, it's like the level of excellence he did, but he was embarrassed oh. he went even that far. And like, like 47. It's actually 51. I don't know why I, I lied and said 47. And it's fantastic, right? Yeah. Lying that he did more. And like, Gosh, oh, dude. brilliant. I Most mean, people lie the other way. Absolutely. And say I did fifty, and it's like actually I did forty-seven. Yeah, but it's like crushing it on a workout, and then being like, I did it in eight minutes, but not nine minutes. <laughs> don't know why I said nine minutes. Don't know why I said nine minutes. I actually did it in eight minutes. <laughs> Mexico. Don't know why. Dude, <laughs> never been to Mexico. Forty-seven. I, said that. I actually did fifty-one. I don't know why I said forty-seven. It's one of the best. That, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's great, man. Um. Hmm. But yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you, man. Lucas. Well, I mean, dude, I can say that, like, <clears throat> the pandemic was scary for me on the front, the front end of things. Hmm. You know, I mean, there was a couple, there's about three productions I was a part of that halted and actually gave some deposits back to clients wow. that had put them down that said, hey, we don't want to, we, can't shoot a video anymore we don't want to and in fact not one of those three ever came back to me to do another video which is interesting mm-hmm. um, but you did the right thing right 
oh yeah, I get I give them all the money back because I'm like, even though they signed the contract and stuff, it's like, well, I don't think anyone was expecting this to happen. Right. So what am right. I gonna do? Just be like, sorry, you're locked in. Yeah, I can besides keep the pandemic, like, I mean, it's just the yeah, that's that would be absurd to me. Um, because yeah, it, it's a super legit reason. <laughs> um, but what I can say is that there was like a couple of months early on where I was really scared mm. um, where you know I was afraid I was thinking I was like you know I'm sure all business owners have this these thoughts but it's like am I even doing like am I even doing the right thing like why am I even doing this like should I just be looking for a, a good solid video job somewhere else and I thought about it and actually, I did work for someone for three months. Mm. And um, it was the most miserable job I've ever been in in my entire life. I was there for three months. And the day, we, I had a three-month commitment to saying I'll try it out for three months for them because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do something. And the day that, that three months hit, I sent an email out to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so that was just there in the back of your mind? And it was there in the back of my mind. I was like, I would, I would rather cut people's grass and I mean I will do anything other than going back to working you know for someone else where I am unable to express my creative freedom it just didn't bring you alive the same way did yeah. not and so um, so what happened was is during the pandemic I really kind of took a step backwards I think you know we I ended up doing um, the the uh, going through um, the accelerator course again. Mm. Um, and I took a lot of time and started focusing on me. And uh, I started working with someone else to create a course that, you know, we're going to end up selling. I started doing doing projects that was, you know, I redid my website. I um, started focusing on areas where I may not have, and, and I put together a plan. And um, this plan was to get on LinkedIn every single day. And start just messaging people and just asking them if I could have a phone call with them. Wow. And um, during the pandemic, I got a lot of more business stuff together and I started getting on LinkedIn every single day and that was my job, was you, to message people. You kept people. that momentum going. And it. I ended up shooting a few $500 videos during that time mm -hmm. just to like bring some money in because that's yep. what I had to yeah. do. And through the LinkedIn, through me messaging people, um, it's funny because a couple of those, in fact, the guy I met with today, um, which I could be going out to Orlando next next week to shoot something for WWE. Cool. Um, like wrestling stuff, like a pretty big project yeah. that would be aired on TV and stuff with a pretty good budget, all stem, stemmed from you buckling down. buckling down and not just crying every day and waking up and playing video games, but me saying, hey, look, I'm going to spend three hours a day messaging at least, you know, 40 people today on LinkedIn and connecting with them. And so that's what I did. That yeah. was my plan yeah. was to wake up and message people on LinkedIn and just be like, look, you know, I'm going to try and do things on, uh, that were stimulating for me and get my thing together and try and like put together a plan, like doing my website and all these things. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the time trying to catch down leads and mm -hmm. see if I can shoot some videos. And I did. I, you know, I shot a bunch of like really low-paying videos during the yep. pandemic. I even shot a few free ones, just to continue that. The key, the key mindset that you had there, the key shift that you made was like it's, it's kind of what we did, and it's what we would do again if anything. It's it's not seeing what you can't do, right? It's really easy to say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. So what's the point? But if you look at it from the other direction, you say, what can I do? Yeah. In this constraints. And for us, it was like, we can't do this because people are scared. So, but what can we do? We can do outdoor workouts. We That's can right. do bring a friend workouts yep. outside. And as soon as we started doing that, if we didn't do that, we would be in even deeper trouble now because so many people left because they lost their jobs, because they couldn't afford to do it anymore. But we managed to find more people well, by not just sitting back and saying, well, we can't do it anymore. Yes, so there were so many businesses that I would see that would be raising money mm. during the pandemic. 
because they were struggling and I, I think personally I had a difficult time with that because I thought to myself, motherfucker, I'm struggling the pandemic too. I have a business. But you yeah. know what? Instead of me just wah, asking for money. money. Yeah, yeah. Wah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be like, no, you know what? Like, how can I take Provide my services service. yeah. to someone else? And you know what? A couple of those leads have led I'm shooting a video on Sunday mm. that guess what stemmed from me shooting a $500 video in the pandemic yeah I'm doing a, a really big video on and Sunday I, th- I think there might have been a and few so, businesses where they literally there was at some points nothing they could do to make money but the businesses that are around now and the businesses that are going to be successful following this are the ones that said what can we do okay we can't have people in our restaurant what do you mean they, they couldn't do anything I don't know I don't know the I don't know what they were doing. Like, I, it was very difficult. <laughs> for for example, it was very difficult for Oxwork as a workspace to make money in the pandemic. Mm. Right? Very difficult. Whereas the gym, we could do online classes. Sure, we sure. We could adapt to going outside. It's very difficult to have people to in keep investing space. in a workspace, which is something that we never want to create in the first place. We wanted this yeah. community thing. Yeah, that makes thing. sense. We just didn't have time to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could see how... But never once did I think, okay, now I need to just get people to give me money. pay me money to keep it open. I, I couldn't ask for that. But right. it was very difficult for us. We tried to do a lot of online stuff, but that's not going to keep paying rent, right? Yes. Whereas at the gym, we could go and do online classes. We could get outside and still mm-hmm. keep people physically active. We could find ways to adapt. But, but, the, gym, but the businesses that are going to see it through, Oxford failed. I, I, and I guess, I guess here's the thing, though. But with ox work, I, I, I can understand it failing. I'm not saying that there's no way that it wouldn't fail. But to give up mm. is where I would struggle, right? Yeah. If we didn't give if, up. If, no. Yeah. We, I was still joining every single Monday. Yeah. We, we, were, still doing, we yeah. were still doing book club on Wednesdays. We were doing goal setting on Mondays. Mm-hmm. You, you were posting videos online encouraging people. We took 25 to people through the accelerator. Accelerator program. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this bit, you were still pushing and thriving and you were still finding out ways. Now, the thing is, is that, that like, okay, um, now it didn't work. Well, I mean, but, but we, we handed the business back fully leased out yeah. after a pandemic, right? right. But, but for me personally, it failed. And it's, it's a great, my whole life's been about failure right my favorite quote is have you ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better every every long every place along the way yeah i've failed better failed the first business i ever started failed right miserably twenty thousand dollars in debt not a lot of money but it is when you don't have anything it's a lot of money but i failed up to then get in a gym right failed all along the way and so but but again if you if you strike out swinging, hey, you had the chance of hitting the ball. You strike out looking at the ball, yeah. dude. You didn't even swing your bat. Right. What do you think? It was coming right down the plate, in the mm-hmm. middle of the plate. Were you just hoping the umpire was going to give you a free walk? Mm. All of a sudden, the umpire looks at you and goes, "Well, mm, you you've struck out five times in a row. Ah, walk to first base. Yeah. Hell no, dude. It doesn't work like that. And so the thing that I see is I'm like. Look, if you go down swinging and if the pandemic was something that was really obliterating your business, but you're putting out videos, you were emailing old clients, you were you know, still trying to figure out a way to just drop mail in, you know, in people's mailbox and say, hey, look, 20% off, mm-hmm. check us out online, you know, yep. we'll give you free shipping. There, there's, there's ways that you could try. Mm-hmm. And if you do all of that and you put together a plan, but, but a lot of people, what I was seeing was people would just go, it's time for me to kick up my feet. And, mm. uh, I mean, I can't do anything. So, oh, well, I mean, yeah. give me money. And, and, and for that kind of stuff, you know, that it was just really hard for me to look at because I wanted to do that. There's part of me that wanted to do that, too. This is really hard. It was yeah. really hard. Yeah, for me, it was, especially I mean, with the gyms. We were after, living off of Elise's paycheck. Yeah. Completely. After, for, after putting in 
yeah, after putting in four years of 24-7 at the gym, for it to go back to the first year, right? Mm -hmm. Me coaching all the classes, Lauren also not being able to be there because she's nine months pregnant, now on maternity leave. You know what I mean? I could see how some people, if they don't have something to hold them into it, like I've got the people that I get to see every day that I care about and they care about us and I know how much they care, especially after this, to keep me coming back. Mm -hmm. But if you've grown a business where you don't really have many connections with people and you're just like a service business and you don't get to see the look in people's face when they fucking PR and you don't get to see people come alive after a warm-up game, after a shitty day at work, when you don't get to see that stuff and you've gone back three years in your business, I could see how you would be like, I don't think I can do this again. Yeah, and, right? and you know what? It's, it's fine to close the door. I don't think I can do but, this for but, another but, three years. But here's the thing, though, and, and this is where I guess I look at it and say, um, well, guess whose fault it was for not, you should be sending them. Or you've built a business you call, that like, you start to hate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can see how it's and, a and, moment where you've got to just get out. And, and, and like, that's fair. Right. That's fair to say, like, there's a moment where you do have to just, but but it's but it's different to say corona no we're saying the right things we're both yeah, saying the exactly. same thing you know? i'm just saying i can empathize with how you get to the point where you say i can't go back to that cuz i bet there's yeah. a lot of people that won't go back to their job yeah. after the way their employees have treated Agreed. them during the pandemic Agreed. right they'll be 100%. like I'm i done. can't go back I to being do with them right. people and like that's i agree with that 100% because um for for a lot of, I'm sure, there are people that that during this time. Like I hope to God I led well during this time, but mm-hmm. it was very it, as a leader it was super challenging to be like I have to ask so much of people, and it and they don't really get much in return right now, you know, except knowing that they're investing in what we're doing here. That's or, right. We're good. We got twenty minutes. Cool. Um, yeah, man, because, no, I agree. Um, it, it's put a lot of things in perspective for a lot of people, I hope. It has for me. Absolutely. It's put in perspective but it, but how much I love what I get to do every day. So, And I would do it for free because, fuck me, I've been doing it for free for the last eight months. And I thought I was doing it for free for the first year, and then I've gone all the way back to that, but I would still do it for free. Yeah. So. So if, if everything goes wrong, I'll still go to the park. I'll still, so I'm good. When Lauren said during the pandemic, like you said, you were scared and you were like, should I go get a job? She said the exact same mm-hmm. thing right away. Hey, should I go get some accounting work? Shall I see if I can go back to my old company? I was like, no, no. we're going to ride this thing out yeah. to the end. And if you have to, you have to. But I'm not going to go and do That's that. That's right. I'm going to go and work cutting grass if I have That's to. Right. To keep this fucking because, thing alive, because uh, and 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 you're not the kind of person that just is going to kick up your feet and just be like, let's take a snow day. And the only reason I can't is because it depresses me. It depresses anyone, dude. People just don't know that they're getting depressed, and all of a sudden they wake up and they're like, I'm depressed. Mm. It's like, well, what do you think was going to happen if you just drink yourself silly every night mm. and you don't actually apply yourself and go out and try and do something with mm. your life? Dude, tough, man. I mean, but 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 at the same time, I will push back on myself in that and say, hey, maybe that's just a season that you need it. Yep. So so if it's a season where you're just like, look, I need to take a month away from everything and, re-evaluate and just everything. reevaluate my life and just let myself watch some Netflix, just soak this in and then figure out my next steps. But see, then I would argue and say that is the next steps, <laughs> right? You're arguing with yourself. I'm argue- <laughs> I, I, I would look at that person and say, well, that's good for you because that's what you needed. But it's another thing to sit back and just cry yourself to sleep and, and wallow in misery. Mm-hmm. And, and play the victim. And then play the victim. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not what I'm for. No. So, so again, I mean, it really depends on every person. And well, me and Katie could different. easily play the victim with Oxwork, right? We could easily sit back and say, the pandemic is the reason that Oxwork failed. 
but we'd be lying, mm -hmm. right? The reason it failed is because we didn't make it successful enough before the pandemic hit, right? So we take ownership of that and then we say, how can we learn from that when we do it again? Yeah. Because if you're not learning from it, that's the biggest issue, right? That's We're right. learning from that. How can we, whatever we do next, and me and Katie are going to be working together again, you know, I've just got to stabilize my life first. Whatever we do next. I know what we're doing next. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Already now. Yeah, we know what we're doing next. Yeah. We all know what we're doing next. We're going we're gonna to provide so much value to other businesses next, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing is, we've got to save our own businesses first. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get gotta through. save your we own gotta, livelihood we get, first. We've got to get through. And I'm so proud of this. watching Katie grow into her mm -hmm. role of taking on clients and if anything Oxwick being able to allow Katie to do that is a success in itself Absolutely. right Absolutely. so yeah I mean, well, I mean it, it, it is know, only how you define it but then again dude like Oxwork meant so much to me hmm. you know um, I mean that's where Killshot Media started that's yeah. where that's where my business really began to to thrive, and I met you know Meg there, and um, help help me with you know all my branding and Ooh, that's you know, good. It's good, right? It's better than the other one. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's where you know I went through the accelerator program. It's where mm -hmm. um, I really began to learn how to craft a business, and the amount I learned about business from Oxwork in them two years. Is something that I mean it's I'm a completely different, different person, person now. Yeah. and I feel like you are too absolutely when we talk about business and we talk about even dude I'm still where you want to go and what you yeah. a lot but but what I can say is that I mean those um, those you, the only way years, to learn is to go through these experiences that's right. right that's right and like we just talked about, if you never try, you never fail. Yeah, at least we tried. If you never try, you never fail. Absolutely. So like, if you never put on that extra weight when you come in the gym, you never fail that rep. You, but you never get the chance to PR. Yeah. Right? I mean, you never get you, to see who you are. You never try and, if, you know, you come in and you load the bar up with, I don't know, like, 145. Your little comfort zone weight. No, like. I don't know, like more specifically, like 145. Yeah, 145. Let's just say... Randomly. You just randomly, randomly pick well, that way? Well, let, let's say you come in and you're like 135, and you hit it a couple times and you've never done it before, and then, you're, and then you try and PR again. And You could be depressed about that. You could. Maybe even cry. And you maybe, maybe you maybe, cry. Maybe you shed a tear or two. But that's a good thing. But that's a good thing because you walk away <laughs> knowing that you already PR'd. And... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking to nobody in particular. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> he said whatever weight. No, 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 no not no. whatever weight. Not whatever weight. One forty-five. <laughs> but yeah, there's a comfort zone weight, right? Yes. There's a comfort zone weight for everybody. There's mm -hmm. a comfort zone workout for everybody. Ooh, this is one I'm good at. Me and you worked out today, and I knew that you it wasn't my in. workout. Yeah. When I looked at it on paper, I was like, it's short. It's shoulder dominant it's not your workout today Ant. so what do you have to do you have to jump out your comfort zone and you have to start talking shit the minute you walk in the gym to let everybody know that it's your workout and maybe maybe if you go in you might bomb out or you might win you know what i mean and here i am <laughs> sitting on top of the world just five seconds <laughs> Sit on top of the well. Oh, just a sweet five seconds. <sighs> I'll link this video to that workout in the bio of this podcast so you can watch Lucas oh, fall apart. Beats me by, th by three toes to bar, and I literally could not. I had three toes to bar to do left, and I was like, nope. Like, Don't worry, young, young, young grasshopper. <laughs> young, young Sean. <laughs> Young, oh man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, mate. It, there, it, you, you you hit it spot on when you're when you know we compare business um, 
to growing in fitness. To growing in fitness. Um, so, you know, one, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, I've been reading um, my Bible more often, and uh, I've been reading the book of James, and one thing that it talks about is going through trials, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, essentially, what James chapter 1 is about is when you go through a trial, you kind of, you're either going to come out one of two ways. A stronger person mm-hmm. learning from that trial, or that trial is going to break you down, and you're going to give up, and you're going to slide backwards. Mm. And, and it's kind of like one of these things where, um, where the pandemic has been a trial for a lot of people. For everybody, sure. For ev- yeah. yeah, for everybody. And, um, and it's saying, and, and, and essentially it's, it's like looking at this trial that comes in my life and saying, am I going to take this opportunity as a period to grow and persevere? Or am I going to let this opportunity in my life break me down to where I just give up and, I, and, 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 and you know, you start sliding backwards and you start getting depressed and you stop going to the gym and you start drinking more and, you, and you, mm-hmm. you're a worse person to be around and you're angry and you look at the election and everything in the election makes you mad and, and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're angry at everything and you're angry at the world and it's the world's fault and everything. And you go, well, hold on. We're all going through the exact same thing right now, right? So what is it, what is it positive that I can look at my days mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I have, I have a baby. I have a gym. That's what I that said to you me. today, didn't I? That's right. That, I mean, that's, that's how we started this whole thing, right? I said that to you today like, when I was with holding Leo. I said to you, man, in this year, to be given the greatest gift that I could be given with this little baby. Yeah. To go through this whole year and it be the hottest year of my life so right. far. And then to have this gift that is a gift, but... One thing people don't tell you is has made my life ten times harder, a thousand right. times harder. It was literally, and we need to talk about this on another podcast, but we need to talk about it with some parents. Because having a baby and the whole process of doing it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I've, I feel like I've done some hard stuff in my life. I tried to be a professional basketball player at five foot nine. Stupid. And come to a, a foreign country and try and open businesses. You know what I mean? Like, done some pretty tough stuff. But Leo and this past five weeks have been the hottest, most challenging, and at the same time, the most beautiful, most fucking rewarding. And I said, when, when I talked to anybody that's had a kid, I was like, why didn't you tell me how hot it was? Yeah. And then there's moments when you go, this is why they don't tell you. Because of the fucking gift that it is. Yeah. And that's what I'm guessing you got from the Bible, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's the challenges are the biggest trials of your life, but they're also a gift. Depending on how you see them, depending on what perspective you put on them, there's so many beautiful moments that you wouldn't get. But boy, oh boy, me, that man. doesn't mean it's easy. No. It's like um, trials, I believe. You can look at a trial in the face and say, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to grow. It's a learning experience because no one comes out of a trial the same. No one comes out of a difficult time in their life the same. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, looking at this and saying, how, what is it about this? Because whenever something bothers you inside, there's something that's just kind of like, messing with you Mm -hmm. that's an opportunity that's an opportunity for you to take that and say with this whatever it is that's going on instead of me looking at it and pointing the finger or being angry at someone else or, 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 or whatever dude I was angry at everybody that has a kid when I left that hospital absolutely I was angry yeah why didn't you tell me it was this difficult? Why didn't you tell me that it was going to be one of the hottest three days of my life? Yeah. I didn't even take a fucking bag to the hospital. Also, 
why didn't you tell me that I was part of the med- medical team, that I'm holding a leg, and I'm... You were angry. Dude, I was furious. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was furious that I, nobody too. warned me what it was. I'm angry for you. Dude, and if, if people... Trust me. Whenever, least, someone asks me about, whenever someone asks me about parenting, I'm going to tell them, hey, you better be ready. Yeah. I disrespected it. I didn't take a bag to the fucking hospital. We could have been there for five days. I didn't even have a change of clothes. Remember me calling you like, dude, you might have to go to my house yeah. and bring me some Absolutely. stuff. And they were like, do you want to leave the hospital early? I was like, yeah, because I don't have anything here. I can't even shower and stuff. And I was like... Oh my God, what were you thinking? And then to not know that I was going to be, it was just me and a nurse for 20 something hours and Lauren, I didn't know I was that much of a part of this. I thought there'd be doctors everywhere and like everybody would be monitoring things. Dude, I was monitoring the monitors like. This is a contraction, Lauren. You better be ready for this. All right, here we go. Grab a leg. I'm grabbing a leg. Okay, do you, dude, I was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful experience, but boy, oh boy. We, I, we need to save it for another podcast with a parent sure. and like get into it, but like. Stu. Not Stu. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever have a kid again. <laughs> it's Stu. He'll put you off. But if, you, if you're not ready for kids, or if you like are not sure, then talk to some parents first and actually ask them the real thing. I, me and Lauren have always wanted children. You know what I mean? Mm. Always wanted children. So like, the fact that it's really fucking hard right now is no big deal. Because we know that it's just part of the process of having a kid. But like, if you're unsure, then it's going to be very fucking hard to get yeah. through the things that you have to go through. So Absolutely. it's a challenge, man, but it's a beautiful challenge, dude. It's been one of the best, best five weeks of my life. It's yeah. put a lo- I thought I was motivated before. Motivated now. Oh my God. I want to create something for this kid to be proud of wow. and step into and just like, yeah, I want him to know who I am, not based on, me being there every minute, but me building something for him, you know, and yeah, make sure that building a life. Make sure that he looks at you and says, "Wow, Daddy makes a lot of money." No, <laughs> I'm joking. Of course not. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm in wow. the fitness industry. It's never gonna happen. But man, look at all these people that care about my parents. Hopefully, and like, look at all these people that my parents care about. And so, yeah, thank you for this pandemic. Thank I you for it. everything that you've done for me, man. I like, love you, man. I appreciate you. I'll never forget it. I'll not, never forget dude. what every single member that walked in our gym, every single member that came. Dude, we're boys for life, pe- man. For life. Dude, of course. Anybody that, even if you can't afford to stay at the gym now, if you were with us during this pandemic, anything you ever need, all you have to do is call, yeah. and I'll fucking be there because they saved us. And, uh, yeah. Cheers, man. Good place to wrap it up, That's I it. think. Let me stop it. I think I it's think, the, the think, grateful episode. I think I may have like five minutes left on the battery, so. Man. Cheers. Yep. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Please like, comment, subscribe, do that, all that stuff. If you need anything from us, you want to try a class, you want to be part of the community. Just text Oxfit to 276-77.